0: You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Got a great deal going on right now. You put down $1 on any NFL game, and if either team scores, then you know what? You get $100 worth of free plays to make moves with. And works for me, works for Anthony Jamino. so hop on there, try it out. All right, Anthony, Arizona loses, and not only does Arizona lose, UCLA covers the spread 34-16. to 16. My big takeaway in this game was that there's a big difference in quarterbacking between Jordan McLeod and from what else Arizona has.
1: And no, I mean, well, I'm sure we'll hear it real soon, but it sure didn't look like Jordan McLeod's injury was uh, one of those uh, he'll be back next week kind of deals. Um, right. Yeah. There's a big, I mean, that his, his very first pass of the game, the first drive, right? Third down pass, mm-hmm. pure confidence, man. That guy stepped up after. And I, you know, I hate how the announcers kept talking about like how, how horrible game he had last time. Right. I mean, right. It, it was a mixed bag for sure. It was like the best five interception game I've ever seen. Um, but I thought he looked really good and I thought he did a lot of good things tonight, but Gunnar Cruz, I know you have some thoughts on Gunnar Cruz and I, I agree with you. I think that gap between what McLeod was doing in through most of two games and what we've seen from Gunnar Cruz and, and Plummer, it's, that's a big drop in confidence for the rest of the season.
0: And that's something that I don't think that you're going to be able to rectify now and you're not going to be able to rectify later, Anthony, because, yes, I mean, you've got Noah Fafita possibly coming in next year, but he's not a no-brainer five-star type quarterback. And now you've got, again, you've got Jordan McLeod, who I think has given people a certain amount of confidence to be able to roll with here. He, he can make plays with his feet that the other guys just can't. I'm not really breaking any news there. But he can also make some plays with his arm and he's got a he's got a demeanor about him. He's got a little bit of a confidence that Gunnar Cruz and that Will Plummer just lack right now.
1: Well there was, I mean, today the the only thing I didn't like uh, there were there were no shots downfield today. Right. And that's part of the problem. It's great. I mean I love these 12, 13 play drives, right? Mm-hmm. Eats up a lot of clock. They're very efficient. They're very methodical. And then nothing happens at the end. Right. You know, occasionally you're going to have to mix in a deep shot get some chunks. Right. So, that, and that's been a season long thing. I don't care if it's going to cruise or what. They had the one play at the end of this game uh, where Michael Wiley caught the short pass, turned it into 22 yards, and then fumbled. Mm-hmm. That was their only play over 20 yards. Right. And that's, go ahead. They've got out in 5 games. They have 10 pass plays of more than 20 yards. That's, what do you, attri- that's what do very you attribute very near the bottom of the country.
0: What do you attribute that to because I was actually debating with somebody about that uh, yesterday. Do you attribute that to not having playmakers? Do you attribute that to being something where you know the arm strength isn't there? Is it a little bit of both? Because when you watch it it doesn't look like something that's going to be easily rectified.
1: Yeah, I mean well, you know, if if Arizona's gonna go back to Gunnar Cruz, right? Then mm. then he's got the arm. Now do you have the speed and the playmakers to, to really challenge that? And I think you have to because you know the running game is what it is, which isn't it's
0: it's okay. It's Whatever. okay,
1: right? Yeah, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to come up with a nice way of saying it's all right, you know, it's not mm-hmm. great. Um so you're gonna have to take some shots. And you know, maybe a lot of it is this uh, this offense they've got. A lot of guys are open underneath, and maybe that's also what the defense is giving them. But uh, you can't if you're not going to be efficient in the red zone, and this team is wildly inefficient in the red zone. You're going to have to do some other things and make some things happen. And when and this is you know when you're a substandard team, you got to make some plays. They got at least. Tonight they got two turnovers, on, tur- two turnovers on defense. And that's something, because that's they've been horrible, right? And then the rest of it, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a bad defense, at least get some turnovers and uh, make some game changing plays. <laughs> like you know, if, if you could it's- clone Tremaine Bondurant five times, and you got something. It-
0: It's a little bit like the one Rich Rod year where, yes, Arizona finished dead last in the conference in defense, but they also led the league in turnovers at the same time. So it's like, at least make something happen like that. It's
1: a great mistake eraser. If you're a bad defense, but you're very near the top in turnovers, suddenly you're a good defense. Right. When you had guys like Scooby Wright and Tremaine Bondurant, and they were making plays and getting sacks and getting turnovers, boy, your defense, like I say, just covers up a lot of mistakes. And mm-hmm. Arizona, being substandard talent-wise right now, they don't cover up. They just compound their mistakes usually because they don't get turnovers. They had a boatload of penalties, and most of them were just stupid penalties, to be honest. And then they're not getting any big plays on offense. So I now- guess it's a really bad combination, Mike. I mean, you know, if you're a good team, you can get away with some of that. If you're a bad team, you got to excel in all those areas, and then you can win some games. But if you're a bad team and you don't excel in those areas, you're going to be competitive for three quarters and then fail to cover the spread.
0: And Schuster and I were talking about that during the game, and I thought it was a pretty good point that he made where he said that this is a team that can actually play for about 40 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. It, But, you know, in that last 20 minutes, they just get worn down. You don't really see that next level oomph to it. And I think that's, to, you know, to your point, where you've got a roster that's filled with what? I mean, how many guys on this team right now do you look at and say they could start for a lot of other teams in the conference? I mean, Stan Hill probably. Yeah, um, I mean,
1: a couple guys on defense. I mean, a, ha- a small handful. I mean, I don't know what what that number is. Is it less right, than five, yeah. Mike?
0: Um, it's definitely less than five. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think you're looking at a couple. And again, Stan is the only one that I look at and I say to myself, he 100% could start for a lot mm-hmm. of teams in the conference. Other than that, I don't really see that.
1: Yeah, there's like there's some guys. There's there's some good, average baseline Pac-12 players on this team. Right. There's now there's not enough, and there's like no superstars. Barry Hill's been great, but um, you know, other than that, who who's a who's an All Pac-12 player on this team?
0: Okay, so let's uh we let's get to some questions here. And we've got uh Scott Schlittenhart that we're gonna get to Bob and then Jesus has one after that, which I think is fascinating. Uh Scott says, Can we win a game with Cruiser Plumber? I don't think we can. McLeod would have won us a game or two. What do you what do you say to that, there, Anthony? Um
1: uh, I, I kind of share Scott's concerns. <laughs> yes. I mean the uh I mean if, if if McLeod hadn't gotten hurt, I think I would have come out here and say and said that there were still three games Arizona could win. Right. And one of them's coming up next week. Colorado's not any good.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but my confidence level goes way, way down. So I may have said Arizona could win a few games with McLeod. And I think I'm at the point now with, with the other quarterbacks, you kind of cross your fingers and hope they can steal one. Right. Whether that's Colorado, um, Cal, I mean, there's there's some opportunities there if the situation lines up correctly. If Arizona plays great, does some of the things we just talked about, gets some turnovers, some game-breaking plays, and the other teams doesn't really show up. Right? Maybe Washington. Washington's never good. I mean, I'm looking at teams that don't have great quarterback play right now.
0: I was gonna say, Anthony, this is a pretty low bar that you're setting right there, but I do I do agree with you. I think that maybe you can steal Colorado next week. I will be up there in that game. So you know, maybe they know that maybe they know that I'm gonna be showing up there at that point. Who knows? Um, I wanted to get to another couple other questions, but I r- wanted to remind all of you guys obviously about DraftKings. This is the time to get in there. You're in the middle of college football. Heck, if you chose Texas AM to beat Alabama today, Probably making some pretty good money right now. You've got the NFL coming on. You've got live in game parlays. Basically, anything you want, DraftKings has got. And I know that Anthony's hopped on and gotten a little bit of cash. You mentioned that the last post game.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Right. It's a little bit less than the last post game. Yeah.
0: Right. So don't be the person that doesn't hop yeah. on to DraftKings. Yes. Don't be that guy. Be the guy that gets on there and takes advantage of the money and takes advantage of the opportunities that uh, you got. And you know what? The one thing, though, that you do need to remember is that this is an Arizona only thing. Gambling problem. 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and you got to put in $1 wager. Eligibility restrictions apply. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for details. Code word PHNX and PHNX is fun because we get guys like Anthony that are coming in here to do post games right after the show, which keeps no, it timely. No no waiting. No waiting. We got podcasts. We got all kinds of articles. We got uh, everything you need from any of the in-city, in-state teams. We got. Okay, now uh, Sony Cam One just tweeted out. Uh, a friend of yours, John Wilner, just tweeted out. Yeah. In an at best, in an at best case scenario for Arizona, Jed Fish would have shown enough to answer the skeptics by this point. That has not happened. I'm going to disagree with John to a certain extent here because this is a team that had an over-under of two wins, Anthony. So, I mean, or two and a half wins. I I don't, if you were expecting wins this season for Arizona, I think that's on you. I don't think that that's necessarily on this coaching staff.
1: I don't think that's a Jed Fish thing at this point in time. Um, You know, again, again, with with McLeod at quarterback, I'm Mm -hmm. feeling pretty decently about this team. Right. Um, the talent deficiencies were pretty great. Um, I mean, there was he inherited less talent
0: than Mike Stoops did. Uh, much less talent. Yeah, I mean and, and that was a disaster. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know what was the I, difference And sorry to interrupt you right I mean, there, Anthony.. I mean, yeah, go ahead. but but one thing that I think is a little bit different about the situations is that what Mike Sto- Mike Stoops still inherited guys on the roster, who would go on to play in the NFL. Now, again, I don't want to act like John Makovic left this treasure trove of talent, sure. but you but you still had a guy like a Mike Bell, who you knew was a an all-conference type back. He was a little different. A Cindric steptoe, same situation. You had guys like that that apps that weren't that weren't just roster filler. On this team, you don't really have any of that. So Jed Fish inherited really a bottom-of-the-barrel dumpster-type situation here. So again, to say that, you know, obviously you'd beat NAU, but to say, well, um, he's underperformed expectations, I'm not going to put that on Jed Fish at this point.
1: I mean, after five games? No. No, I'm not either. Now, they may end up winning. Maybe they end up winning zero, Mike. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Does it really matter? No, so the only thing the only thing that matters is he keeps a recruiting class together and adds a little bit to it.
0: Right. Now, uh Sony Cam One had a, another uh, had another question, and Jesus V A Z also threw this one out there, and I figured we'd use Anthony for this one as well. He mm-hmm. said, Hopefully Spencer Rattler thinks of coming back home at <laughs> least. He knows he would play right away at QB. Spencer Rattler, obviously the five star QB out of Phoenix, who went to the University of Oklahoma got benched today, might not be playing again. Um, what do you think of that possibility well, there? Anthony? I mean,
1: that, uh, well, Run think with you, it. I think I first saw that on Twitter today from BJ Denker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um, you know, uh, when you, when you got a guy as talented as Spencer Rattler and, and I've never seen a guy really go from preseason Heisman favorite to out of a job after about five games,
0: but that's uh, what's happened.
1: And but when that happens, I'm guessing that that guy doesn't stick around very long.
0: Right now, are you saying that you're saying that there could be a spot for him in the old Pueblo? Wouldn't you think so? I don't I think mean, that you're, you're turning him down.
1: It's going to be, but like as you mentioned, is he a surefire first-year starter kind of guy?
0: Right, right, and that's what I don't think that. Uh, well, I think he is. I think he is yeah. a surefire. It's meant to rattler think, show. I, mean, I, don't,
1: I don't know the kid, but I would think that. I don't think he would be offended if uh, Arizona brought in Spencer Rattler to play quarterback for one year, right?
0: Right, exactly. But the thing is, if you're Spencer Rattler, and I think this is a little bit different, and pardon pardon that we're looking ahead here a little bit because I think we I just, know how the rest of the season is going to be.
1: Crazy, play. silly speculation. but I For it. sure,
0: totally crazy speculation. But here's the thing. If you're Noah Fafita, the quarterback at a servite, I think you know coming into the next season that Arizona is going to be – it's going to be a rebuild. I mean, you watch what we're seeing out here. It's a three- to four-year situation, bare minimum. Whereas if you're Rattler, I don't know that you're looking to go to a place, though, where I don't have a ton around me, and I'm looking to ball out for a year and hopefully move on.
1: Oh, absolutely. If if he's looking to rehab his own image and reputation at NFL stock, you're not coming to Arizona. You're going to – Maybe you're going to USC. Maybe you go to mm. UCLA. Maybe you're going to ASU. But you're not coming to Arizona, uh, you know, to, to rehab your uh, to rehab your Heisman hopes.
0: That's not a good business decision. No. Okay, let's get
1: we to Bob's. Think about right,
0: right for sure. Let's get to Bob's question because Bob was texting me or tweeting at the, me during the game about this, and this is longtime caller Bob, our guy. So Bob is very upset about the third and one pass in UCLA territory. That was a pass. He said it was an awful play. What do you think about that, Anthony? Does that bring such strong condemnation from Anthony Jamino?
1: I'm trying to remember the play, Mike. Um,
0: Remem- I was trying to remember too, because I was hoping you were going to take me up on <laughs> that Dang. one right there.
1: Um, I may have been like doing something else. I may have been watching another game at the time. I,
0: I think what Bob's, I think here's what Bob's point is. I think Bob's point was, uh why in the world aren't you running the ball on third and one? Shouldn't you be able to get a yard? I think that's what I think that's what Bob's going with right there.
1: Yeah, was McLeod in the game at that time? He was.
0: Yeah, he was. Yeah. And he,
1: and that another, that's another thing I liked about McLeod is you got that short yardage RPO stuff that he was really good at. Right. He's really good. I don't I don't know if I should be using the past tense with him, but
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, but right. He's
1: really good at it. he it was really and that's part of the uh you know, that's part of the whole package he brought. And without him and his legs in the game, you saw what happened immediately with Gunnar Cruz. Right. UCLA just teed off on him. Do you think...
0: Go ahead. Sorry.
1: I mean, they just... He didn't have the threat to run. He didn't have the RPO threat. Um, He's just, in general, a lot easier to defend.
0: Do you think that there's a little bit of a Jordan McLeod? And again, I don't want to talk about Jordan McLeod under two different pretenses, even though I'm about to, in that I don't... Jordan McLeod, who knows if he's going to be able to play again. That didn't look good, but you know what? I'm not a doctor. I don't know. But the one thing about McLeod, though, is he does appear to have a little bit of a gamer quality to him in that maybe he wasn't a great practice quarterback. And a lot of that could be he didn't know the playbook. He's transferred in Mm -hmm. here. But he's got a little bit of a Nick Foles quality to him and that maybe like Just like Nick Foles, Matt Scott played better than him in camp, but when, when uh, Nick Foles got into the game, it looked he just looked more confident. He looked more comfortable out there. Jordan McLeod, I think, on a much, much smaller plateau or a much lower plateau mm-hmm. and a much different style, I think has a little bit of that quality going for him, though, and that he breathes a little bit of confidence in there, and I think that's going to be a huge problem if Arizona does lose him.
1: I think that's the one thing that's probably underrated from a fan perspective and almost impossible to tell until you, you know, in practice is great. You really can't tell until you get to the game is processing speed. Uh-huh. Um, and I think you can tell Jordan McLeod, you know, maybe in the first game got a little in his first start, got a little sped up. Uh-huh. I thought today his processing speed was great. Right. Bought time, he threw the ball away when he had to, he didn't force things. I think when you we've seen Gunnar Cruz in the game, his processing speed's really slow. Very slow, and it's it's really hard to it's really hard to tell. Oh how many times if you watched and like as often we do, we watch 15 hours of college football on Saturday. (laughs) Right you hear the announcer say, you know, that guy gets the ball out of his hands real quickly.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. You know, nobody says that about Gunner Cruz. he we'll
1: saying that right now about Gunner Cruz. Um, and it's said as a compliment, and so that's that's the thing we haven't seen.
0: Yeah, and I think it's kind of a twofold thing when it comes to Gunner Cruz for me, Anthony, because when you have a quarterback like Jordan McLeod in, where there's obviously passing lanes that are open, there's passing lanes that he's finding wide receivers. He's finding guys running open. Those guys just don't stop getting open once a new QB comes in. And I've always felt that's the way that you can kind of discern from a starter to a backup is that the starter is able to see those guys. The backup really isn't. So you saw the difference with Jordan McLeod. And again, not trying to make him out like he's Vince young or something, but Arizona has always looked competent moving the ball up and down the field. You never looked and said, man, there's been nowhere to throw all game. When Gunnar Cruz comes in, when Gunnar Cruz comes in, immediately you start throwing the ball to, you know, you're, you start throwing a two yard check down or you take a two yard run or you just chuck the ball 40 yards out of bounds
1: or you're taking a sack.
0: Yes. It's one of those four every single time. So that shows me that he's not seeing the field in a way that some other guys are.
1: Yeah, I agree. He's not processing the field.
0: Right. Now, Brian Gilmore just asked, He said, what are the chances if McLeod is unable to play that they give Jamari Joyner a shot at QB? I like Jamari a lot. I don't see that happening at all. Um Mainly because he hasn't been playing quarterback. I think you put him in an impossible situation there.
1: Yeah, I think that's about 0.0. 0.
0: Mm-hmm. I think at this stage in the game, you're going to roll with Gunner Cruz and Will Plummer. And you know what? Maybe it's scary for you. Maybe it's not, but that's Mm -hmm. what you're going to do because, and honestly too, it's not fair to a kid like Jamari. If I haven't played quarterback in, you know, two and a half years and I'm not beating up Brian for the question. It's a legitimate question, but that that's a tough situation to put a kid in that hasn't been doing anything for the last two or three years at that position, Anthony.
1: Yeah. I mean, he hasn't been doing a whole lot anyways, you know, coming back from the injury. So let him focus on that. Uh, you know, I, I get the question because you know we've we've seen him. Uh, you know, we saw him throw that uh, touchdown pass, um, which he you know led the receiver very nicely, almost led him to the back of the end zone. He really did. I know it was, it was close, <laughs> but it was it was a nice pass. I mean, is it, he's a great kid to have out there. Hopefully, they can get him involved more in the passing game. But I'm sure he's got enough on his plate
0: we had bob and uh bob and sarah were just talking about remember when matt marin played qb in 2016 for arizona i do remember that i totally forgotten about
1: that well yeah i i've forgotten about it There's probably a reason i've forgotten about it oh my
0: god you were looking to block that one out of your mind <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah 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 um all right obviously again cool thing about college football season is that you got DraftKings right here for us. Put in code word PHNX. Here's the great thing about it. And again, you put down $1 on an NFL game. And if you put down $1 on an NFL game and either team scores and you're a new customer, you get $100 to play with right there. It doesn't get much better than that. And who knows what you can do with that $100. You could be like Anthony and maybe, you know, maybe be smart and bet on some winners, or you could be like me and say, you know what? I'm going to take some wild cards here and see how it goes. It's really up to you.
1: You might, if you're a Tucsonan want Mm -hmm. to uh, check out like the uh, college football futures and the Heisman odds.
0: There's a lot of them. And I know that Anthony was looking at it and Anthony put in some cash on Bijan Robinson that from an individual perspective, looks good from a team perspective. probably took a hit today.
1: Yeah. I mean, it looked, Looked a lot better with the twenty-one point Texas lead,
0: right? For sure. So that's where you want to go. DraftKings code word PHNX, and you can find out all kinds of cool stuff. Anthony, I've been looking forward to this next read though. With you, this is for Manscaped. What can you tell me about oh, Manscaped?
1: I, I've I've heard this. I've heard this ad. I've heard okay. This
0: well, you know what? We're going to talk about the obvious here for the next minute that nobody else really wants to talk about here. That you know what. Oh it's all you here. All right. Well, I figured that you would pass the baton on this one, but you got to trim downstairs and you know what? You got to keep it clean. People don't like talking about it, but that's just the way it is. And you know what? When you get sick, it's better than getting the scissors out of the drawer. It's better than going into the garage to find something. Manscaped comes and they got all kinds of different ideas for you, all kinds of different uh. You can keep basically keep the grooming game going with the Performance 4.0 package. Inside this package, you'll keep the you'll find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, and who doesn't need any of that right there? Let's be honest. Crop preserver deodorant for downstairs. Crop rece- or crop reviver toner. Everything you need, and it comes. Here's the best part: you can get twenty percent off. You can get free shipping with the code word PHNX at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped. Keep your balls trimmed fresh and clean with manscaped. Just saying right there, we all have to take advantage of it. So take advantage of it. Now let's look ahead to the rest of this football schedule for Arizona. Schuster and I were talking about this a little bit, Anthony, and I see you going to your computer right there.
1: Uh, you call up the schedule here. Yeah,
0: all right, we got some winnable games right here, and you know what, Colorado next week. I'm going to be there. I think that Arizona doesn't know that I'm going to be there, but I am going to be there. If uh, if I'm there, does that make a difference? Are you going to be uh,
1: like in the press box, or are you could just go? Oh, oh yeah. It? No, I'll
0: be there, and I'll be—I'll be loud like and official proud.
1: Official capacity, right?
0: A, a very official capacity. Yes. Does that make any difference?
1: If it if it does, I'd be
0: surprised. <laughs> you would? Would <laughs>
1: you put a dra- if it does, then you got to go back again.
0: Would you put the DraftKings odds at about uh, minus eight hundred? That it doesn't make a uh, that it doesn't make a difference.
1: Yeah, maybe, but like I say, if you if it does. Then you got to go to SC in two weeks after that.
0: Fair enough. I, I can make that happen. All right. Um, yeah. But then you got to go to
1: Coleman in mid-November, and that's not good.
0: That's nobody not wants, good. Nobody wants to go. We got the beard
1: for it, though. The beard would be fine. True.
0: But there are games to be stolen here. Maybe you can steal a game. So, again, Colorado, I think, is a winnable game. Not saying that it's going to happen, but I think it's a winnable game. Washington State mm-hmm. is a winnable game. Um, I think... Thought that,
1: we, and we don't know who's going to be coaching them in mid-November.
0: We have no clue who's going to be coaching them, and you know what? So those are two games right there, Anthony, that I look at and I say, "All right." Why do don't Why'd do you skip over the home game against Cal? Because I was going to get to Cal next. Because I was going to ask if we could steal one at home against Cal.
1: Right. I'm, I think I'm we can going, steal
0: one again at home.
1: I'm going back to. I'm not sure. Arizona can't steal one against Washington.
0: All right, make the case, other than the fact that Washington hasn't looked good this year.
1: Uh, wouldn't that be like the entire case?
0: <laughs> I got that for they've, sure. got,
1: they've got a great corral of uh, running backs that uh-huh. they not able to use because their quarterback play is awful. Right. I mean, they've, they've still got a couple dudes on defense. And yeah, and that's that's probably good enough to beat Arizona right there. But I'm looking at Cal, I'm looking at Washington, and those – oh, Colorado. Colorado, yeah, you could throw Cal in there too with Garbers right now. Uh, Right. The the quarterback play is bad in a league full of bad quarterbacks. So I think when you run into that situation, you got a chance to steal one.
0: Now, you mentioned quarterbacks here, and (laughs) I I, I realize that he lost against NAU, but I'm going to ask you this question though here. And Bob was saying this, and then, Sean, we're going to get to you about Bijan here in a second because he's kind of a local celebrity. But, yes, I when you watch Will Plummer play, he doesn't inspire a ton of confidence. I get that. But the one thing, though, that he does at least have going for him a little bit, and I know we're talking about as if Jordan McLeod's not going to play, but at least Will Plummer tries to make plays. Um that's the thing that I always have a problem with the quarterback is, is if you're just back there and you're basically just resigned to going three and out and preserving the right to punt, which works if you have the Desert Swarm defense back there. Would so you
1: would have given up 330 rushing yards a game?
0: Correct. What would That's like you, an
1: entire season for the Desert Swarm.
0: Correct. That was a whole season. What would a- Ant, what would Coach Jimino do? if he had both of these guys back there, if he had, if he's looking back there and he's saying, I've got Gunner Cruz and I've got Will Plummer, how, what am I going to do here?
1: Uh, I think I'm really desperately trying to, you know, other than evaluating them all very, very okay. closer during practice and grading every practice. Now, Cor-
0: correct. Yes. I am.
1: Uh, I'm trying desperately to coach up Gunner Cruz.
0: Okay. You're trying to be well, so, but I see a
1: question there. And, um, uh, I get it. The one the one thing I do like about Plummer is I'm gonna say he he's got one of my favorite qualities in the quarterback, which is he he's got a it. lot of
0: moxie. He does have a lot of moxy. A lot
1: of moxie. And right and, and that sometimes, usually when combined with at least uh, modest talent, maybe like an Ian Book from Notre Dame last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not super talented, not an NFL guy, but he had a lot of moxie. Is he that the had, he had and he had an NFL line in front of him, so that helped too. But is that the first I time I love those guys with Moxie?
0: Is that the first time on any podcast that Gunnar Cruz has received an Ian Book comparison?
1: No, I was talking about Plumber there.
0: Oh, Plumber. Well, either way. it was <laughs> like the first time he's received one too.
1: Yeah. Like I said, that that kind of works if uh you know you've got three NFL offensive linemen and some uh talented running backs and receivers, but uh you know, sometimes Moxie can, can win the day.
0: Okay, now we'll get back to Arizona to wrap everything up, but one thing that we do need to talk about on this show because he's been such a supernova on the college football scene, and this is coming from Sean Seeley, Prince of the East Side on Twitter, is that how about Bijan John Robinson going off today? And I'm going to dovetail this into Arizona here a little bit. First of all, and I tried calling you today, Anthony, but you were being a grown-up and you didn't take my call, and I don't blame you, but with... is. Is Bijan Robinson right now? Is he on a trajectory to be the best player that's ever come out of Tucson?
1: Um, maybe. Dang, I, you know, give me five that's minutes. a Mike Luke question for me. I you. know, but you know, normal. If you had if you had texted me that earlier, then I at least would have done five minutes of research on it or something. Or if I had
0: called you and you'd answered, but yeah, go oh, ahead. I,
1: I was I was in Phoenix. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't want to take your call. <laughs> um, well, who's who's the leader right now?
0: Was it John Fina?
1: I was going I was thinking
0: John Fina. From a skill position perspective, it's it's probably Mario Bates.
1: Yeah, in terms of the career,
0: second, I mean, round, yeah, Michael second was, round. Michael
1: four. was all pro, but as a you're you're downgrading him because he was just a returner.
0: Right, I'm just saying from a skill position, I think you're looking at it. And Mario Bates, second round pick, thousand yards in the NFL. He's the guy that comes to my. Uh, or, or what am I saying? It's Vance Johnson, duh.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But Bijan's Bijan's gonna have an opportunity there. He's something rare in college football oh, he's, to come from uh, Tucson.
1: I mean the the combo, every week he's putting up just a crazy highlight play
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I think he combines. If we're just looking, if we're if we're comparing like recent Arizona running backs, right. He's got Kadim had the best vision that from a running back that I've seen at Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what we're seeing that Bijan kind of combines that head. He has that vision combined with better size and cutting ability that Kadim didn't have. Right. So it's like, he's got like JJ Taylor's moves. Kadim's vision, all in a bigger package, right? Which
0: it's you know, well, that's good.
1: It's a really nice combination. I'm not going. I'm not going to say he has like Trung's straight line speed or anything, but uh-huh. it ain't shabby.
0: <laughs> so, no, it's not shabby. But, but
1: and the way that they are, you, Herb Street and all those guys on ESPN and all the national guys are, they are just drooling over him and raving over him. So I mean, he's going to get all. He's got all the attention. Um, he's got all the highlights and if Texas had won that game today,
0: yeah. Yeah. I
1: think, I mean, it, I think from a Heisman perspective, it helped that Bryce Young and Alabama lost. Right. I know, I know Young ended up thrown for a lot of yards and almost, you know, he had Alabama in the lead late, but I'm not, I don't want to give him the Heisman just because he's playing quarterback at Alabama. Right. Cause I look at him and I think that's a really good quarterback but i don't i don't look at Bryce Young and say that dude's the best player in college football. You kind of feel that watching Bijan. A little bit. Honestly, I do. Um but you you got to have the team. Um it's really hard for a running back. It's really hard for a running back who's not from Alabama. Right. Um so i mean you really have to co- you really have to co- combine some other things. You know, i think they certainly needed to win the game today um, and go on and maybe, you know, win 10 games, win the big 12, but I'm not going to say he's out of it because he still had a, he had a great first half, put up that 50 yard highlight run. Um, And I don't think there's, there's not a lot of surefire hot candidates other than young. And he lost today.
0: So Uh, I I think he's, I think he's still right there in the mix. Well, here's my next question then. And I think this is, this kind of goes into what we were talking about, though, a little bit with what Jed Fish inherited. South Point Catholic, over a two-year window, produced Bijan Robinson. We just went over him. Lathan Ransom, who is starting at Ohio State as a true sophomore, who actually got run in the college football playoff. So it's fair to say he's good. Um, <laughs> you don't start at Ohio State as a sophomore and not be good. You got Bruno Fina. Who knows what kind of player he's going to be, but he's at UCLA. He's John Fina's kid. That should speak for itself. You got Jonah Miller, another kid who's at Oregon right now. I think he's redshirting this year, but it was another four-star kid. Not only did Arizona not get any of these kids, these kids didn't even consider Arizona. Now, I get it. You might not get a kid like Mm Bijan, but you can't be the fourth school to offer Lathan Ransom. You can't wait for USC and UCLA to offer Bruno Fina and then say, "Oh, hey, by the way, we're, we're going to uh, we're going to offer you." That was just a gross dereliction of duties by the previous coaching staff, and I think it really shows you some of the hole that Jed Fish is in right now.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, absolutely on that. You've got to make the best effort. I mean, and I was I was talking to my dad today about Bijan. It's like, oh, that kid didn't go to Arizona, like. <laughs> Well first of all understand who the coach was at the yes, time right and understand that given the choice he would have gone to Texas anyways mm-hmm. as you, as he probably should have that's a great business decision yes but i mean you got to you, you got to be in the ball game like right. like you said you got to be you got to be first um you got to be persistent you got to because maybe you don't get him but maybe you get the next kid mhm or maybe you get another kid off of that team or something like that. Um, and then you start making some inroads with the locals, the local coaches, the local schools. Um, you know, that's just how it works. You got to be persistent on that. And, you know, because you've talked about it quite a bit, that the effort wasn't there.
0: And uh, one guy just said, Brian S. said Sal Point could have beaten Arizona. Would you go that far?
1: <laughs> no. But I get it. I get it.
0: All right. All right. Cool thing about GoPhNX is that we got guys like Anthony on here. I see the Schuster reference, and Schuster will be back on here this week. And you know what? I'd like to do. I'd like to get a split screen or a tri screen uh, post game where we've got John Schuster, Anthony Jamino, and Mike Luke all hopping in here. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And uh, you know what? I'm going to try to get that. Uh, try to get that for the next uh, game where I'm in town. I'll be in Colorado next week. <laughs> but um. But gophnx has all the stuff. Again, you've got live streams, you've got podcasts, everything's timely. You've got articles and that's why you need to subscribe to the, uh, the podcast, AC Wildcats, go to gophnx. That's where you're going to get all the best information. And, um, that's basically, that's the best, that's the best way I can put it. It's a, uh, it's a good place to be and it's all passionate grassroots. All right, Anthony, before I let you go and before I let myself go too. How many get wins does Arizona finish with this season? One. I'm going with one. Mm.
1: And I All know, right. uh, I know, uh, Jed Fish in his postgame presser said that, um, the injury to McLeod does not appear to be sh- short term and right. that owner's starting at
0: Colorado. Right. Which I kind of like. this.
1: You know, you're
0: in on that. You're a you're a pl- you're a, guy, a coach you're a, a, model, you're a gutter guy. So, okay. yeah, what do, what do you think with line me. on the, what would you put the line on that game?
1: Mm, you know, if with McLeod, I would put it maybe like because Colorado's bad. They haven't huh? they haven't looked good at all. Uh, I would give basically Colorado the home field and. A little bit extra, like four.
0: Four points? Four and a half? I'd go with that, but I think the A's got... For
1: McLeod, I might have to push that up to, like, five and a half.
0: Yeah. I think... I I back the A on this one. I think Arizona can win this game. I don't feel great about it, but I think they've got a chance. Yeah. But... But uh, all right, Sean Sealy's going with zero. You know what? We don't like your uh, we don't like your pessimism around zero here. I'm, wins well. I'm going one. Jamino's going one as well. But for everybody that listened and everybody that watched, really thank you. All the comments are incredibly appreciated. Uh, we'll be back on with you every post game. Again, thanks for everybody out there, Jacob, for making us sound good back there. Appreciate you, dude. But for uh, Anthony, I'm Mike Luke. Anthony, thanks for putting up with me. We'll be back. We'll be back with you. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.